We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live. On America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City. KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. As always, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I'm going to do something a little bit unauthorized here. Matt Pajeski, you can close your eyes. You could turn around. You could not be a party to this. So... This is the final hour of Tree of Hope Week, and we have two things left. We've been selling items off all week long, and I'm about to do so. I don't even know if I'm supposed to do this. If I'm not hosting on Monday, you know why. So we've got two items left, and one of the items is a tactical laser tag party and pizza party for 20 people at 18 North Central. This is not for kids. This is for adults. This is great team building, maybe for your company. Uh, 20 people, tactical, laser tag, party, and pizza, 18 North Central. And we also have the pickleball party, which is with legendary pickleball coach John Callahan. You get two hours one hour of clinic and lesson, one hour of play, either at uh, Core, uh Racquetball Courts or the Dwight Davis Courts in Forest Park, 20 people, and you get uh, a signed copy of his book. These are the only things we have left. They've been kind of, if you're interested, here's what I'm going to have you do. If you're interested, text in 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Text in. Say which one you're interested in, the tactical laser tag party and the pickleball one, and text in and say how much you're willing to pay for it. We've been, the attempt was to uh, get a thousand. We've raised a ton of money for uh, Cardinal Glendon this week. These are just, and the listeners have been so amazing. But if you're interested in either of these, text in what you'll pay for it, and I will take it to the higher ups, and you may get a call back from us seeing if you're still interested in that. So that's what we'll do. You can text in 314-436-7900. Tell me the price you're interested in paying for it. All that money goes to Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. All that money goes to Tree of Hope. 
This is the last hour of Tree of Hope week. We're just trying to make sure that uh, everything that we have does get sold off for this uh, amazing, amazing thing. So there you go. Am I allowed to? I just did that, Matt Pajeski. Am I, am I, is that okay? Am I allowed? He's shaking his head no. He's saying I should not have done that. You know what? Just, I'm just trying to raise some money right now for Cardinal Glenn and Children's Hospital. Trying to raise money for Tree of Hope. So again, what the two things are, the uh, the pickleball party, 20 people, one hour of clinic and lesson with John Callahan, one hour of play, um, then the uh, tactical laser tag party and pizza party for 20 people at 18 North Central. Again, that's for adults. Each of these things is valued at like well over $2,000. And if you're interested in either one, text in 314-436-7900. And just say which one you're interested in and what what you would commit to. And you may get a phone call from us later on saying, okay, we can do that. Or you may never hear from us. And you're still my pal, but you're just not going to come away with that. 314-436-7900. That's how you text in uh, for that. All right. Um, again, I'm, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants right now. I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not, but I did. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to get into the Carlos Rodon signing. Because a lot of Cardinals fans would have loved to see Carlos Rodon as a Cardinal. I would have loved to see Carlos Rodon as a Cardinal. That's I, I get frustrated when we have the Dansby Swanson conversation. Because I don't think Dansby Swanson makes the Cardinals a lot better. And he's a name. Like everybody knows who Dansby Swanson is, right? I get that. But when you actually like if you do the thing where you're comparing what you would get out of Dansby Swanson and what you would get out of Tommy Edmond, like just just comparing the numbers from this past year. And I'm not I'm not going to try to like lie to you. Dansby Swanson had overall better numbers, but how much better numbers? This past year, Tommy Edmond hit 265. Dansby Swanson hit 277. So Swanson is plus 12 in batting average. Uh, Swanson did that. Let's see, and then we'll get into some of the. Um, Who's this? This is Tommy Edmond hit 13 home runs. Is that right? Yeah. Tommy Edmond hit 13 home runs. Dansby Swanson hit 25 home runs. So that, that is a big one. That's that there, there's there's a legitimate difference, uh, certainly in that number. Um OPS. That's that that's that's the big one, right? Like let's let's compare OPS. That really tells you something. Tommy Edmond's OPS was 725. Dansby Swanson's OPS was 776. So he's basically plus 50 in OPS. That's not a huge difference. Dansby Swanson's a good player. Dansby Swanson is not who I would be spending 15 to $20 million per year on because that money is better spent somewhere else. And whether that money is actually spent this offseason or that money is held for other moves at some point in the future. And I look, I don't I don't think Swanson's gonna sign a multi-year deal with the Cardinals. That's not something that they're considering, but there's gonna be people out there at some point in time, Dansby Swanson is gonna sign his deal, and there's gonna be the people on social media saying, Well, the Cardinals could have done that. Okay, but should have they done that? And the answer is almost no matter what, gonna be no. Because when you compare the production you're getting out of Swanson versus the production you're getting out of Edmund, it's not worth how much more money you would have to spend on Edmund. So that takes us to Carlos Rodon. Because I think, I think the opposite there. 
the reason I brought up Swanson is because it's the same reason that people brought up Jose Katana recently. Katana is a nice player. Jose Katana doesn't really make the Cardinals a better team right now. Just a little bit, but he's a, he's a, he in a perfect world. If you're going to be a high contending team, Jose Quintana is a middle of the rotation type starter for you. And that's not what the Cardinals need to get better. What the Cardinals need to get better is high-end players. Carlos Rodon is a high-end player. He signed a six-year deal with the Yankees. And the total value on the six-year deal is 162, 162 million. So that comes out to an annual average value of $27 million per year. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I don't think it's obscene money. I don't think it's crazy, stupid money. And I think Carlos Rodon's got the track record to show that he's one of the best players, one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he's at an age where you don't look at that and say, man, that's going to that's gonna look horrible at the end of that contract. He's 30 years old, so he's going to be mid to late 30s. He's going to be 36 when that contract comes to an end. Maybe there's a year where he's not so effective. Um, but I, I don't, I didn't see that deal and say that's a crazy money deal. If the Cardinals would have been really, really interested in Carlos Rodon, I think they could have pulled off the six-year $162 million deal and been okay. So those, that's what I want to see the Cardinals do, right? Like that's, that's where they can get better. And I mentioned uh, Eric Osmer earlier, and you're saying, well, Matt, you're talking out both sides of your mouth because you're talking about a guy in Hosmer who uh, probably isn't going to make the team better. To me, a reclamation project that you can walk away from at any moment in time, it, there's only an upside to that because if he's not better, if he doesn't make you better, you just walk away. And it, it has no impact on the team whatsoever. So I think that's, I think that's different. So before I'm accused of the that, you know, talking on both sides of my mouth on that one, that that's the difference in the two. I don't want to see Dansby Swanson at the money he's going to get paid. I absolutely would have been okay with uh, seeing Carlos Rodon at the money he's going to get paid. All right, uh, when we come back, we are going to be joined by uh, Will Leach. We'll talk Cardinals baseball with him. We join, uh, we get joined by him every once in a while. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the Wilson Contreras signing. We'll get his thoughts on what the Cardinals should do next. That's all coming up. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Up Line continues on here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We have about 40 minutes left uh, in the program. Again, 
We are raising money for Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. We've got the text line open, 40 minutes left in Tree of Hope week. And uh, we've got that tactical laser laser tag party. This is an adult thing uh, at 18 North Central. This is not a kid's party, but it's a good uh, team-building activity. We also have the Pickle Paul party for 20. If you're interested in either of those things, you could throw out a price that you're willing to pay for. Just text me, 314-436-7900, and uh, we might get to you uh, later on on that. Right now, we're happy to go to the Quiver River guest line and uh, welcome in. You can read him everywhere. He just uh, wrote a column uh, for the Washington Post talking a little soccer and looking forward to the 2026 World Cup. Uh, New York Magazine, made MLB Doc. He's everywhere, and uh, he's got his Substack newsletter as well. He is uh, Will Leach. Will, thank you so much for taking some time. How are you? Of course, very well. Thanks for having me, sir. Happy uh, Happy holiday. Yeah, let's. Uh, I just mentioned, uh, and this just uh, posted rather recently. Uh, you wrote for the Washington Post and, and looked forward to the 2026 World Cup, which will be in North America, mostly the United States. Some of it will be played in Canada and in Mexico as well. I don't want to take too much away from people uh, reading it, but what is it uh, about uh, the World Cup being in the United States and, and being in North America in 2026 that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, you know, I feel like the, the the games themselves have been pretty terrific here at this World Cup. I think they've been compelling. The U.S. went out a little earlier that I would have liked, but nothing to be ashamed of. And I think the games themselves have been fun. The problem has been everything else in Qatar, whether it's uh, it's uh, you know the human rights abuses in Qatar, or the lack of free speech, or the some of the some, some of the labor situations there, or just the simple basic fact that. Doggone it, soccer hooligans can't buy beer at the games. <laughs> and, and, a certain level of just, and never mind the fact that the tournament is in, as we may have noticed, November and December rather than the summer like it's supposed to be. If you are a fan of the European Soccer League, their seasons have been completely disrupted by this. The World Cup is supposed to be in the summer. And, I, and then, of course, that had to happen because Qatar was unable to provide the air-conditioned stadium. And it's 100. I don't want to overstate this, but I think it's 400,000 degrees in Qatar over the summer. So they couldn't the World Cup there. So all these things have kind of gone wrong about the World Cup this year, despite the games itself. But I think that provides uh, North America and specifically the United States with a really good opportunity because this will be the first time since 1994, which is really kind of the unofficial launch of soccer uh, as, a, as, a, as a huge as a spectacle uh, in this country. The first time since the United States will be hosting it. Everything that kind of has gotten messed up over this World Cup will kind of be fixed by the next one. You know, I mean, like, I'm not saying that North America is a utopia in every possible way, but certainly you can wear a rainbow shirt to a game and no one's going to give you any any scuffle. Uh, The stadiums are already built. Everything is all set. It will be over the summer. And listen, we Americans, we know we can sell beer. So at a certain level, I, I feel like most of the soccer world, as much as they've enjoyed this World Cup, has been kind of frustrated having guitar. It's all been kind of messed up. No one's really loved being out there. It really sets the United States up to have a great kind of celebration in, I would say, four years, but it's actually three and a half years. So I think in the same way that, like, I I joked like a rebound relationship, or I always remember when the Philadelphia Phillies would fire Larry Boa as their manager, and whoever came in next just seemed like the nicest, most normal guy in the world. I think that is kind of where where it's setting up for the next World Cup, because this has been a great sporting event, but kind of the uh, almost everything off the pitch has not really been ideal or really what they would have wanted. I wasn't planning on talking about this with you, but I thought about it just while listening to you, and I want to get your thoughts. How how should we evaluate the job that international governing bodies do 
whether it's the Olympics, whether it's the World Cup, any any sporting event that goes from country to country to country. You know, we can all sit here in the United States and go, man, that should have never been in Qatar. Look at the human rights violations and things like that. Yet we come from a certain place where there's going to be people in other countries that look at the United States and say, well, look at some of the stuff going on there. They, they should never have anything like this. Like it's a, I think it's a really complex thing to try to figure out how these governing bodies, what they should take into account and what they shouldn't take into account when putting these events at, at various places. Yeah, you know, I, and I, I think it is a complicated uh, conversation worthy of having. I'm hardly persuaded, however, that FIFA has ever actually had that conversation. Yes. I think their, their conversation is, okay, who's giving us the most money under the table? We'll go there. <laughs> I think that's why Qatar has had this year. Russia had it four years ago. And this is not – I agree. I, I think that's a totally fair conversation when it comes to the idea – like you saw this, frankly, when uh, before the U.S. played Iran, right, with the uh, with the press conference where where certainly some of the American players were saying they would have liked to spoke out a little bit more about some of the human rights abuses, and then you had Iranian journalists saying, "Well, what about this, 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 and this in your country?" And I think these are fair conversations. I just don't think they're really actually what the people, when they choose these places to go, what they're actually thinking about. Now, FIFA has gone through some reform in recent years, as has the International Olympic Community. We're theoretically moving forward so far. Hopefully there's a little bit kind of less internal corruption going on uh, with everything. But certainly I think that's a fair conversation. I think it's an interesting point to raise. I just think you and I are thinking about this more than FIFA. The IOC have never thought about it. I think their thought is, where is the most money we can possibly have? And listen, Russia was not ideal four years ago, but it was still like a normal tournament. They had stayed they were able to put it together. Qatar has been a, never mind, but even putting like human rights aside, and clearly Fox Sports has decided to do that during this tournament because they never really talk about it. But uh, putting that aside for a moment, certainly – just logistics-wise, Qatar has been like a huge, huge headache in every possible way. And again, ask any European team, you know, these billion-dollar corporations that own these, that own these European teams, they have had absolute – this has been a disaster for them to have the tournament in November and December. Never minding in America, I mean, I, I love – one of the most fun things about the World Cup for me, it's in the summer. Like, we can relax. So other than baseball, it kind of has the feel to itself. Here, there's college football, there's college basketball, there's hot stove for baseball, there's the NFL. There's all these things going on that are not – certainly the, to have it during one of the most crowded times in the sporting calendar in North America, I think it's really hurt soccer uh, moving forward. I think, if, I think if they had it over again, to do over again – Okay, they probably still choose Qatar because they got the most money out of it. <laughs> but also, I think they're probably not happy with how this went. I I feel dirty for Fox, like when I see the Qatar Airways you know, banner ads and things. And I know that's not totally some of that is just in stadium signage, but yeah. there's I just see that and it just makes me feel really gross watching it. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because there's a way to do this, right? Like I was, I, I covered the Sochi Olympics. I was there in 2014, and NBC. Listen, they were a corporate partner of the Olympics. They still are, and they and there are things that in some of the host countries where that may be going on there. They have reporters that they feel obliged to report on, even though it is complex for them because they have financial situations with the IOC and with the host country. But there's still always been, frankly, until the last, until Fox Sports took over, there's always been a basic understanding of, okay, but we have to, like, cover this stuff. Right? We're not going to just pretend it's not here. And I think that's what's changed. Fox Sports ran their first 
This is uh, four years ago was their first time that they had covered the World Cup, and they did a little bit better in Russia, really, than they're doing this year. At least when it comes to like covering the world outside of the pitch. But it is one thing to be like, okay, we people just want to watch sports. And I understand that. And believe you me, in the middle of a game, I don't want to get a civics lesson either. <laughs> like, I want to watch sports like everybody else does. And it's another thing. So if you want to try to ignore that, I don't think that's right journalistically, but I understand it. It is another thing to do the amount of water carrying that they have done for the regime uh, in, this, in this World Cup. I think it's a pretty hard thing for a lot of people to stomach. So, uh, and again, I agree. There are plenty of things you can throw back at the United States. But I also think that, like, in four years, there's not going to be any notion of, we can't cover this, so we can't cover this. I think you've seen a lot of it at this World Cup. All right, let's get into why we're really having you on. Let's talk about the Cardinals. What was your uh, reaction to the acquisition of Wilson Contreras? I think it made a lot of sense. Uh, I think that, you know, it was funny. At the time, one of the things I was most excited about it was, you know, you kind of saw some of the things that were going around of what the A's were asking for for Sean Murphy, whether it was like Dubar and Donovan and Graceffo and maybe Carlson. And I'm like, okay, that's too much. Let's just spend money. And that does seem to make a lot of sense. And, uh, but then when you actually kind of see what the A's actually got for Sean Murphy, ultimately it was a lot less than I think that, that, I, that, that I think we thought we'd have to pay. I still do kind of think that, you know, Contreras, not only is he a big bat, I think it's underappreciated how much of a bat he is. He's not like one of the best hitters in baseball, but he's definitely one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. You know, that's obviously we've all loved Yachty, but that's something that the Cardinals have been needing for a few years catching wise. Frankly, considering the offensive defense uh, the Cardinals have gotten out of their backup catcher last year, I'm not entirely the last few years, I'm not entirely sold that they don't need two catchers. <laughs> they need two catchers going into the into this offseason. So I think that's a great start. It's a great thing to build off of. I do. I am curious what is next. And I didn't really expect them to go after one of the big shortstops. I don't think Dancy Swanson is the right idea. I think you either go big or you just kind of go the middle. I'm definitely curious to know. You know, a large part of what you're seeing with the hot stove has been waiting for these big three agents to sign. And as you saw with the Murphy trade, you're going to start seeing more trades start to come out. That to me is where the Cardinals need to maybe get involved, particularly when it comes to pitching beyond this year. I think they they feel like they've got the rotation set up for this year, but I mean, it's basically it's, it's basically liberator, <laughs> and maybe like Flaherty's free agent after this year, and Wainwright's free agent this year, and Michael's free agent after this year. There's a lot of questions for that rotation. Who can I think Derek Gould wrote about this of who exactly is Contreras going to be catching <laughs> over the next five years? That seems to me Contreras is a great. I think he's a great uh, culture fit for what they're doing. You kind of sense how much he admired Yachty and how much he kind of wanted to embrace the challenge of doing that. Not everybody does that. I, the, the person I always remember being very bad about this in Cardinals history was Tino Martinez. Mm-hmm. Remember Tino yeah. Martinez took over for Mark McGuire, and it, that's, a, that's a lot to do to, to take over for Mark McGuire. And he kind of felt like the whole time he'd rather be a Yankee and didn't really want to be a part of it. And then I, I would, and I, and I think he, his performance, I think his reputation in St. Louis suffered from that. I don't think Contreras is like that. I think he's very much embracing this kind of idea. And I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch to see how that evolves, but the Cardinals should not be done. I, the, the idea that they should be finished now, they got Contreras instead. I think that pitching, pitching is, listen, the Cardinal teams are good when they have a lot of pitching. They love top tier pitching. I understand why they didn't get Rodon. He was very expensive. I understand not wanting to go that high. But pitching is, like, this team is going to rise and fall with this pitching, uh, whether they bring in Contreras or not. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions in that regard. I didn't think, like, yes, expensive, agreed. But six years, one hundred sixty-two million for a thirty-year-old. Uh, that comes down to 
twenty, you know, mid twenty million dollars per year. I, I didn't think that was crazy money for Rodon. I think the bigger concern with Rodon, I don't think the AAV is that high. But I mean, if you realize like, he was obviously he was terrific last year, and if they get if they if Rodon is that guy for the next six years, the Yankees got the steal of the century. The question is, is he's very rarely been healthy in his career, and generally speaking, uh, you don't see the people the pitchers that remain healthy into their thirties. We're generally, there are exceptions to this, but generally speaking, we're healthy in the 20s. And, and we just haven't really seen that for now. We see what he is like when he's healthy. I don't think it's as crazy of a deal as the DeGrom deal, which I have to tell you, of all the deals, to me, the DeGrom deal feels like the most likely to blow up. <laughs> I, that, that really feels, and that's not the thing against DeGrom, who, when healthy, is maybe, I think, not only the best pitcher in baseball, he does things that feel like the game is broken because he's so good at it. Uh, but, you know, he's not only been very healthy, he started to wear down even the end of last year when he came back, he wasn't really dominant that way. I don't think it's that scary of a contract, but I do think expecting or don't, like, this is the nice thing about hitting. This is why you like to bring in hitters. Like you can, you can be like, okay, is, you can sign Arenado for, a long, Arenado for a long contract and you might expect a little bit of decline, but generally feel like you have an idea of what you're getting for the next five, six, seven, eight years. I don't think you can say that with a pitcher. I think you certainly cannot say that with someone like Rodon, who has just had so many injury issues throughout his career until really the last year or so. I mean, Steven Strasburg is a great example of this, right? Like that contract did not seem particularly insane when they signed it, but it certainly seems insane when he can't pitch. And I think that's the worry about that. To me, I, I, don't, I would not want to see the Cardinals now go into, you know, the uh, Navy Evaldi era or like those middle, middle tier guys that aren't necessarily better than what you have. But it does feel like priority-wise, after this season, and even part of this season, starting pitching is the thing I'm more worried about than anything else. Yeah, if, if you're John Moselle, you don't want to go into next offseason knowing you have to fill up four spots in your oh, rotation. Yeah. Like you you, you got to get a spot or two of those filled up before next offseason. Yeah, it, it does feel like this is a, there's a lot of rumblings about uh, potentially Michaelis uh, um, uh, getting extension, which, for the record, I Michaelis has been great, and I think he's been a fun guy to have in the team. He certainly had his fair share of injury problems as well. <laughs> you know, he, he kind of just kind of got going kind of healthy really uh, last year after after really a rough two uh, two plus season. So that's what pitching is, right? Like pitching is is guys getting hurt out of nowhere and guys you don't expect coming. A lot of the way that baseball is now, this is why I'm always wary of any of these long term contracts. I have no problem. You give Justin Verlander as much as you want for two years, but these long term contracts for pitchers. That's not really the way pitchers are anymore. And so uh, I, I think what you're going to have to do, I think what they would like to do is they'd love to see Libertor step forward. They'd love to see Graceffo, but they got to get someone that they know they can get innings from. That's why I think they'll, they'll, extend, uh, they'll extend Miles Michaelis. But, yeah, the, the worst-case scenario is going into the next offseason and trying to cobble together – uh, you know, 150 innings from four different guys on the on the market. That's not going to go well. It's not only going to not go well. It's going to be prohibitively expensive, and you're putting people in bad spots. So that's the larger thing. But yeah, Contreras to me, that is exactly the right thing to do. I, I was wary of some people that were going to be trading for Murphy. I, I think you've got, you've got, given yourself options at other positions, but uh, really, it, it's still it's still the pitching. It's, it's always a concern. When the Cardinals pitching is good. They win the division, and when it's not, they don't. Look at how this, when things change at the deadline. They both last the two years. It's because they got their pitching stabilized. That's what the Cardinals need, and that's what they seem to me to be short on. 
He is Will Leach. You can read him everywhere. He's also got a book that's going to be uh, coming out in uh, May. Uh, you can always find out what's going on at his uh, Substack newsletter, uh, which he writes for as well. He's just a very, very busy guy. He found time for us. Will, thank you for your time. Look forward to uh, talking to you again real soon. Of course, an honor. Have a holiday, Steve. Yep, same to you. That's Will Leach joining us here on Sports Open Line. When we come back, going to go non-sports for, for just a moment. It's a Friday night. We're going to have a little bit of fun. I walked into work today. My left leg was kind of soaking wet. And the uh, the dominoes that were pushed down to get to that point of me walking in, I think it's a funny story. We'll get your thoughts. I'll tell Matt Pajeski. We'll, we'll see what he has to say. And I may have a lawsuit on my hands, too. I'll explain all that coming up. Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City! KMOX. Continuing on here on a Friday night, just about 20 minutes left in the program. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. I had to tell this story. I always tell people, weird things happen to me. Just odd things happen to me way too often. And I had one of those today. So in my neighborhood... They have been fixing the road a little bit, and they're just fixing it in, like, pieces. Like, there's there's little squares that they've dug up, and then they're putting new concrete down. So, like, all throughout the neighborhood, there's a square here and a square there and a square here. And all the places that they have these squares, they obviously have it roped off with, um, you know, with traffic cones and things like that, as you would expect. So... The last, like, three, four days of driving around my neighborhood, it's been like driving kind of through a maze because you have to avoid all the holes and all the um, all the traffic cones and everything. Well, Matt Pajeski had a situation today. They are working in my neighborhood. They had one of those holes that they filled up with uh, with concrete, cement, whatever you want to call it, and they did not put up any traffic cones around it and there was nobody actively working on it. There was not anybody within five, 10 feet of it. And as I'm driving and maybe this is my fault, I don't think it's my fault, but as I'm driving, I don't recognize that there is a slight difference in the color of gray on the street. And I drive right into one of these holes with fresh concrete in it. And this, first off, when you, you heard that, you knew this was going on today. I, you, heard, you heard the story. Do you think I'm in the wrong here? Do you think I need to be paying more? Like, I, 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 don't, no. I don't think that's something you really know. Like Concrete as it is, is different shades. Any sort of road work needs to have a sign or a cone, something orange yes. in front of it. yeah. So I go into it. Now, I, I drive a uh, old Jeep Wrangler. It's beat up. I love it. I love it so much. I don't want to get rid of it. I'm thankful that's what I drove here because if I'm in like a regular car, it's not good. It's really not good. But I was able to drive out of the concrete and like there's concrete in the treads of my tires and everything. And I'm looking at it and I'm kind of worried about what's going on with like the under of my car. So then I, I pull over. 
And I go over, and the workers immediately are, like, running over there to try to fix it. They're not worried about me. They're trying to fix their work because I just drove into the concrete. And I I yell at them. I say, why was there not a cone there? And they start calling me names. Uh, they say I'm an idiot. They say that I should have seen it, that, you know, these other cars are, are not, like, they are just going off on me. And then the one guy was, one guy says to me, He's like, well, we were working on it. I was like, if you were working on it, I would have hit somebody. I went right through it. So, like, it didn't even make sense. They immediately, like, moved the cones after, you know, so they so the cones were there. I kind of felt myself. I'm, I don't like to get angry. I like to stay kind of calm. I felt myself getting angry. So I wanted to get out of the situation. And what I did was I grabbed my phone I took a picture just in case anything, in case I need to file a police report or something like that, and who was there. So I was I, I was that guy for a moment. I pulled out my phone. I opened up the video, and I, I, I went to each person, and I made sure that they were on the video so I knew who was there. Is that is that a jerk move? I don't know if it's a jerk move, but it's kind of embarrassing. I don't know if that's a good look to be <laughs> walking around with putting, just, putting a camera in somebody's face. I, I mean, I didn't put like, it in their face. I was just kind of surveying the scene, making sure that the people that were there – I knew they were there. I took a picture of the video, you know, where it was. I just wanted, I wanted proof of what happened. Yeah, but in, in your video, the cones were there, though. Because they had moved, moved yeah, they had moved mm-hmm. the moment it happened. They moved the cones back. But in the video, they admit that the cones weren't there. Oh. So I do have that. When I'm yelling at the guy, and he's yelling back at me after he called me a name, uh, he admitted that the cones weren't there, and it was, I should have seen the difference in the color of gray. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, that's that. So then I, I get to work, and I, I, when I was driving, it was in Chesterfield. When I was driving, I called Chesterfield police to let them know what was going on. I wanted to be on record that this happened in case I need to, like, go after anything. And then I got to work, and I looked at my tires, and I saw that there's a lot of cement in the tires and everything. So there's probably going to be a police report. And I called the Chesterfield police back saying, I really need to talk to the officer that went over there. And they said the officer would call me back. I haven't heard back from an officer yet. So Chesterfield police, if you're listening, please call me back. Uh, and so so that was going on. But then just to, this is where coming in with a wet leg plays in. I say to myself, like, I maybe I can get some of this cement off the tires if I just take it to a car wash. And I drive a soft top Jeep. You are not supposed to run soft top Jeeps through a car wash. And I don't know, like, where any of those self-car washes are anywhere near the radio station because I was on my way to work. Uh, I was looking online trying to figure out if there are any one of those around here, and I couldn't find it. So I just, you know, I've got an old Jeep. Water, moisture has gotten into it before. So I said, you know what, the, making sure the tires and the car is safe to drive is more important than maybe a little bit of moisture getting in. So, Matt, I, I go to, uh, I find, you know, just a gas station car wash that's a few miles down the road from the radio station. I know that water is going to get into the car. I know that's going to happen. I've accepted that that's going to happen because I've got the soft top. But I am sitting there in the car as it is going. And what happens? A huge stream of water just all of a sudden breaks through and it just lands on my leg and <laughs> yep so i yeah that's i walked into work today after a second time i walked back into work and my left leg was completely soaked 
from being in a car wash in a soft top Jeep where the water made its way through around the, you know, the zipper up window and the stream just landed completely on my leg. I think you were asking for that one. If you even knew that it was going to happen, you shouldn't have been surprised that. Oh, I wasn't. So I mean, I wasn't surprised that the water came in. I was a little bit surprised. Like this is where God has a sense of humor because this, all this stuff is happening to me and you could not have aimed this stream of water straight onto my leg any better. Like I knew water was going to come in. I didn't know it was going to come in like that. Did you check your tires though? Are they, are they clean? They're better. Mm. Uh, they're very much off colored. There's still some cement in there. Like I, uh, my brother-in-law is a St. Louis County police officer. I called him up and I said, like, is this my responsibility? Do I, if me rolling through this totally unmarked area where there was wet cement, uh, is that on me like as a driver or is that on them because it wasn't marked off? And the indication is that if the surface is not drivable, then the people working on it uh, need to uh, make that clear. Now, here's the like, it's a it's a private like condo drive. Um, I, I like I don't know who to go after, and I don't know how to go after them. I don't know like do, do I I don't know who to call. I've never filed a lawsuit. Like I don't know any of this stuff. I've got where's Brad Young when you need him? I was just gonna say. I- too bad there's no at your service tonight with Brad Young. Otherwise, he could have popped in and gave you some advice. I'll bring. We'll, maybe we'll bring this back up next Tuesday when he's back in. Where's Brad Young when you need him? Because I don't know if I have a lawsuit or not. I'm just hoping nothing happened bad to the bottom of my car. So that was my day. How was yours? Uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley on KMOX. Wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Matt Pajeski, is all your Christmas shopping done? Well, <laughs> some of it is. Most of it is. You you act like you don't want to answer that question. Well, because the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> and if people are listening that I know of, they might catch on that I haven't finished buying them everything. Anyone in particular? Only the person that gave birth to me, my mom. (laughs) So we do something in the Pauly household. When we see stuff during the year that we think our daughter would like, we just grab it and we just put it in a closet. So this morning, my wife and I went into that closet to see how much stuff was in there and how much more stuff we'd have to buy for my daughter and we real like we have so much stuff. We've we're not even gonna give it all to her. We're gonna hold some of it off for her birthday and and other things like that. If if she stumbles upon that closet, I mean, boy, her entire life, her her, her every perception of Santa Claus or or whatever is instantly shattered. Yeah, and so she did. We we're going through potty training right now, and when you know she 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 uh, she goes number two enough times in a row. She gets a uh, she gets a prize. Wow. She she did find the closet where all the uh, potty prizes were, and you know what she did? This this proves that she's my wife's daughter, and maybe raises questions about who her father is. <laughs> uh, she organ she took all the prizes out of the, like the bag and she organized them. Like there was you know some you know different like 
TV shows and things like that. She organized them and then just left them in there. What kind of prizes are we talking about here? Like toy cars and stuff like that. Just a lot of toy stuff. Yeah. That's that's enough to motivate me to get going. There you go. Every fifth time you uh, take care of business without having an accident, we can uh, we can get you something. Well, I, I can't guarantee no accidents, though. That's, I also, whenever I hear something people really want to know, uh, anytime she does go number two in the potty, and she's, it's been, knock on wood, it's been a while since, oh my God, if she heard this in 20 years, me talking about her potty training, she'd be so embarrassed. But she's three, so I can talk about it right now. Uh, I do a poop dance whenever she uh, does uh, take care of number two in the potty. So she gets very excited about the poop dance. Yeah. I have a song and everything that plays. It's pretty solid. Well, I guess you got to sing it now. Go for it. No, it's like there's an instrumental and I do a dance. We don't. Well, anyways, we've only got like a minute left and we've got important stuff to get to. Uh, again, the text line is going to be open throughout the evening. We are raising money for Tree of Hope and Cardinal Glennon at Children's Hospital. And uh, we just we've been uh, selling off items all week long where all the money is going to uh, Cardinal Glennon Tree of Hope as we wrap things up. We just have two items left. If you are interested in purchasing either one of these, all you got to do is text and say how much you would be willing to spend. We started by uh, there. These things are worth over two thousand dollars. So just whatever price you would want to put in. We have the. Uh, Tactical Laser Tag Party and uh, Pizza Party for 20 people at 18 North Central. And we also have the Pickleball Party with uh, legendary pickleball coach John Callahan. Those things are available. Text in 314-436-7900 which one you'd be interested in, how much you would pay for it, and uh, we may be back in contact with you. Again, have the uh, Laser Tag Party and the Pickleball Party available. 314-436-7900. We'll talk to you Monday for more sports and open line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.